Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cartelian Clamor, uh, the podcast where Stockholm Cartel people will talk about games and things related to games. Uh, and today is a special episode in a way because, first of all, we're not sitting in our respective homes in Sweden. We are, in fact, uh, in the same room for once. Yay! <laughs> and we are uh, also not in Sweden. We are in London because we're at Dragon Meet. And we have a bunch of people in the room that are usually not with us when we podcast. Uh, also, remember that we now have an email address that you can send your complaints and your praise. <laughs> <laughs> clamor at proton.me And to do a bit of ra- uh, round of introduction here, I am Johan Noor, uh, graphic designer and artist for Mercbori and Cyborg and a bunch of other games. And we have... Christian Salén, uh, writer of Cyborg and, and uh, SKR and other stuff. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. Carl Nibleus uh, of uh, Death in Space. But we also have a bunch of people that are not in Stockholm Cartel that we sort of bumped into here and uh, forced to join us. Here in the podcast zone. <laughs> here in the, but yeah, the podcast zone. There's an actual uh, uh, sign saying, quiet, please, podcast in progress. A recording in progress, sorry. Uh, so why don't you introduce yourself? We can just go from here and around. Oh God, why is it always me first? <laughs> um, I am Chris Bissett. I wrote... Treasures of the Troll King and other things. Perpetual hanger on <laughs> podcast talker. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And now we, we got even more it guests. Says quiet, please. So we'll continue here. What's uh, all this then? My name's Zach. I'm the Jelly Muppet on most of the internet. I run Soul Muppet Publishing and make books like Orbital Blues and Best Left Buried. And happy to be here, I guess. No, you're not. Cool. <laughs> Not happy to be here. God. Uh, I am Chris McDowell. Um, I wrote Into the Odd and Electric Bastion Land, uh, amongst other things. Uh, I am Matt Sanders, which is also my username on literally everything. Um, I work for Soma Publishing and Rowan Rec- Rook and Deckard, and I publish my own weird bullshit as Sealed Library. Hi, I'm uh, Andre. I'm the main person behind Games of Universe. And we also had a, a late late cartel member joining us. I'm Dan, uh, but also not. <laughs> uh, I uh, haven't done anything for the cartel really, but I do freelance uh, graphic design for Free League and other Swedish publishers. You are also our print wizard that yes. do yeah. pre-press for pretty much everything we do. And uh, is I know uh, all about overprint and trapping. I'm not our senior printing expert. I'm not sure if you, if you're supposed to say we have a late uh, Stockholm Cartel member. Sounded <laughs> <laughs> like a seance was happening. He is. <laughs> he is really old. Tardy. To be fair, I was tardy. Okay, tap yeah. the table if you're in the room with us. Right <laughs> <laughs> so. Today we're talking about what? We're talking about, uh, I don't know, game stuff really. We don't really have a theme. We just basically saw all these brilliant people and thought, hey, let's make a podcast together. <laughs> to be fair, you won this. <laughs> I did most of this. Stuff. You saw a bunch of people and thought, okay, we should put this in the same room. Yes. And we should record them. I'm this. a content creator. Yeah, exactly. I saw, saw all those uh, videos on YouTube where they advertised to content creators. Um, no, so I don't know. Let's talk about one of the themes that we had in mind. Maybe uh, magic items. Yeah, exactly. Why not? So, <laughs> what makes a, a really nice, really perfect magical item? 
bring that out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> we can edit this, by the way. Nah, no, 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 cowards edit podcasts. I'm happy to do it in two words. Unintended consequences is, <laughs> right? Like a magic item that does something cool, but then it turns out to do something cool and unintended beyond the original in, intent of what it was meant to do later in a campaign. Six weeks later, you go, what the hell is this thing in my sheet? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. I can do something cool with it. That's what makes them fun and memorable. The weirder, the better, right? If it's a plus one sword, you've just failed. No, a plus one sword's the best magic item. That's the classical Stockholm cartel debate format. Me and Chris are about to bat into it like English school. No, I'm just words. saying it to be contrary. Okay. <laughs> what, what's so good about plus one swords? Nothing, I'm just winding you up. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, plus two swords, twice <laughs> as good, Zach. <laughs> what about plus three? Yeah. How does that work? Let me introduce you to the concept of plus two flaming. <laughs> but what's the best magic item then? Like if the classical magic uh, item. Immovable rod. Yeah, 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 immovable rod. I have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. The flask of unending liquid. Yeah, decanter of endless water. Thank what you, person who actually That's a good example of unintended consequences, right? That can yeah. be all sorts. And those two are great stuff. because you don't need to know anything more about them other than it is an immovable rod and it is a decanter yeah, of endless is... water. So you don't. You almost don't need the description. Yeah, you just iterate. Does the decanter the make mayonnaise? Yes. Or, um, okay. Decanter of endless mayonnaise. It's an alchemy drug, not a decanter of endless water, but... Yeah. Yeah. Thank God somebody knows. Yeah. Thank God someone knows. Potato, potato, potato. Really. <laughs> I once read about uh, a dungeon master who had a decanter of endless lemonade in his campaign, and his player thought, well, this is bullshit, so they just tossed it away. And when they returned to the same spot, Ten years later in the campaign, there lame. was a huge <laughs> sticky <laughs> swamp. <laughs> Is it le lemon, lemon lake? Yeah. Lemon, lemon lake, lake, lake and aid? Like, well, it's indeed, that's where sprites better. come from. Okay. Okay, we're in Britain. <laughs> you mean, the Englishmen are making Welcome bad to our jokes. <laughs> Puns are happening. <laughs> no, but that's a really good point. Like magic items, you don't need a description for. You just need to have like immovable rod. You know exactly what it does. Yeah. I mean, mm. the same goes for plus one sword. To be fair, but mm. it's not the. You, you can only do one, one thing with that. Point yeah. in towards enemy. Yeah, exactly. But it needs to be catalytic, right? When you say, oh, jug of infinite lemonade, it's been like, oh, what can I do with that? Yeah, a lemonade stand. Egg lemonade stand. <laughs> or leave it behind and create that's a swamp. why I play dungeon games, right? Yeah. What I really want to do is get into the economics of running a lemonade stand. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you don't have to get into the economics of it if you have infinite lemonade. Saying that, that's true. our Wednesday like, mega dungeon game has turned into we sell smoked ham in the dungeon. So all these kids who get to hear, like, if you if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yes, take it very literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice when you make like a, an, an economic um, venture in like a dungeon you create a lemon stand or I remember when we first played it was with you Christian I know when we played um, Into the Odd the Iron Corral yeah one of the players immediately just thought to mention that particular yeah, just, just, <laughs> just popped up when he wanted to create like a subway station or like a rail station in the corral in the dungeon yeah. and like just was talking about that how he was it a snail no the snail came afterwards but okay. it was uh, in that same adventure yeah uh, yeah, not related to magical items, just something that came to me. What makes a bad magic item? Oh. A plus one, one sword. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chris, come on. No, 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 no,
Ooh, makes yeah. a bad match. Yeah. Rod of seven points. I don't agree, but but no, I, I, no, but I don't want rules, everyone to. But <laughs> many different rules and many different like stipulations and limitations, maybe. It's, mm. it's yeah, yeah, it's when it's too rule yeah. uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When someone does says it does this cool thing unless you want to use this to break something, yeah. and I'm like, mm. oh wait a second, you mean exactly. I can't use yeah. the lemon the, the mayonnaise yeah. jar to make infinite mayonnaise? When, it only makes four cups of mayonnaise. Exactly, it, it, mm. it only goes to to about knee height, and then it mm -hmm. so like, like no matter the room binding yeah. rules, like limiting yeah. rules is what mm. makes it the kind of thing you'd see in a video game. So if you're playing Skyrim. Because yeah. the mayonnaise would be overpowered. The mayonnaise wouldn't work because it wouldn't have been coded to make mayonnaise. But the beauty of RPGs is that you could um, you could have this infinite mayonnaise jug. Doesn't break your computer to have infinite mayonnaise. No, the, the, the DM. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, you can yeah. make more than ten cheeses a second. But yeah, yeah. I break your mind. <laughs> I, I've been on this low carb, high fat diet for so long now that infinite mayonnaise sounds. <laughs> Just like what I'm eating. What I want to know about the mayonnaise jar is where does it come from? Like, is there a plane of mayonnaise? There's an egg. There's a lot of eggs. If you look into the planescape mythology, everyone draw me chairs. There is a plane of mud or something. So there's a portal to the plane, demiplane of eggs, and demiplane of oil. Yeah? Yeah. So, portals from those go to the demiplane of Blenders. <laughs> no, just a vortex. Just a portal vortex. Yeah. Why, don't don't overcomplicate exactly. things. About that. <laughs> so what about wine? A plane of blenders. That's silly. Mayonnaise elementals. Unlike mayonnaise methods. I think when a magical item says can't be used on creatures, it's probably a bad limitation as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, someone is vacuuming outside. <laughs> the noise. Let's close the door. Yeah. Yeah, we'll close the door. Because yeah, you want to yeah. use your items, you, you want you want to use your magical powers on creatures and on humans and on. Uh, maybe that's just me, but. Well, and it's not fun when you say, "Hey, can I do this cool thing?" And the answer is, "No, you can't." No, you can't. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's because, too cool for our game. Because the rule says that the immovable rod, the, 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 yeah, can can only be used to climb things. It's like. Yeah. No. No. Or you have like a some, like a disintegration thing, where it's like, well, it works unless they have. 50 or more HP or yeah, something, it's no, like no, a, a very arbitrary... Con contrary question, has anybody ever running a game which has a magic item that has like flavour text in inverted commas, but no rules? Has that ever caused anybody any problems? Like, has it ever broken a campaign you've been in because it had not enough rules? Because that's what the people writing the, the items of all the rules are writing so. about, I think so, it's right? only created fun moments. Yeah, I think exactly. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a lot of players are, are maybe not like us, and then they want yeah, something to hold on. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I see yeah. what you're saying, but but I also see the other. Where the wrong people some, some talked about that, right? Because <laughs> yeah, to that point. If, of view, if you did make a thousand, if you going back to mayonnaise, if you did make a thousand liters of mayonnaise, you would have mayonnaise that would come out of the GM. But none of us, as players, would do that to the point where it created a problem for the rest of the group. We wouldn't break that social contract. You'd we wouldn't do yeah. it past the point of it being fun. We'd that's only that's do it when it's fun. Some players, I think, they're they don't really get that social contract the way we do. <clears throat> mm. Mm. Or they have a different social contract. I would say. Yeah, that's uh, maybe why you need the rules for some items. I guess if you play with those players that sort of try to bend the rules or try to. I don't know, play against the GM or against other players, yeah. then it, If it's more of a contest or... A yeah, but that's not fun, Because yeah. no. <laughs> they, they read the rules and say, well, the rules say the item can do this, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. Mm. Regardless of whether that works for the group, right? They, yeah. Yeah. 
Because I think that's really fun when you use an item beyond its intended use, right? Beyond that's its. I told this story before today when uh, in one of my campaigns where my character got, uh, I think it's like an inflatable boat or something. Foldable, Foldable boat. Foldable yeah, boat, yeah. yeah. And we established earlier that it just kind of popped up like that in a second from nothing. And then we fought a froghemoth and I used, I threw this thing into its mouth and I said the magic word. <laughs> yeah, and the GM had to figure out what that does in damage when the boat, the same size of this monster, just pops up inside of it. Uh, and sounds it killed like, it instantly. But sounds like a lot of D8s, man. Yeah, it was a lot of D8s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. It was. Some people see that as breaking the game, but that's actually made game because they still remember that. What yeah. did you do like, to this I day. found a game. Uh, yeah, I, we entered a room and there was like the skull of a minotaur spread across the floor and it started to assemble and I was like, I put its head in a sack. <laughs> and run off with the sack. And run off with the really, head in the sack. That's not even the example I'm thinking of. <laughs> and, and I was so like, well, if I just put its the, head the, in a sack and run the, off with it, can it finish assembling? Is that you guys are playing Pathfinder. Pathfinder right? 2. Pathfinder 2. Yeah. Yeah. With a group that doesn't understand how old school works. And you're like, they, everyone else is. They get it now. They, get, they do now because <laughs> they watch Matt do it for like 10 so the sessions. Best, the best part about the Minotaur head is that you dropped it down a well. <laughs> yeah, I, I ran um, out of the room with it and took it down the corridor so and dropped it down a well. You, um, you weren't in the game at this point, but they found the bottom of the well. <laughs> but the Minotaur head was still in a sack. Moo, moo, motherfuckers. I'm really, really unhappy about it. <laughs> about, about 12 weeks later. So, at the beginning I said about magic items, unintended consequences. Yeah, right. <laughs> and actually that's a very good example of that. Exactly. I open the bag, you get bit for D2 damage. Yeah. yeah. Is what? that, so what, what did, what, yeah, what was what the example incident you, were you, you referring to? Remember the big leg thing that exploded and killed you all? You like polymorphed yourself into a mouse or something and crawled into its mouth and then <laughs> and then polymorphed back. back into human form to yeah. do the same thing as the folding boat, but with me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, like, that's I changed into a rat. Yeah, I changed into a rat. rat. I got it, and then <laughs> I stopped the spell. That's from the boys. Hmm? That's really interesting because I was just thinking. Anything, is there anything we said that isn't also true for, for spells? Uh, I mean, magic it's items are just spells in, in physical, physical yeah. form. Physical form. Oh. But the yeah. thing they have is they can be a unique thing. So it's not, yeah. you know how yeah. to make an immovable object, it's yeah. you have the immovable rod. Being yeah. able to do um, something once a day, if you have the spell slots, is less potent than owning the thing that is that thing. There's no reason you can't do that with spells though. Because like, if you look at old school D&D, you learn your spells by finding a spell book. So mm -hmm. why can't you be the wizard who finds the only extant example yeah, of that spell? No one mm -hmm. plays it yeah. that way, but <clears throat> why couldn't you? No, that's good. But you the, can also, like, oh sorry, go ahead. You, know, you can also take any spell in the game and just bind it to an item yeah. and just say, no, this is an item instead. And it's just like, once. Yeah, we, like, all we, the spells in Mogburg are scrolls, yeah. right? Yeah. So that could be the only example of that scroll. Yeah. And we, I mean, in, in Cyborg, we did the, the, the Burned Hacker class, which is basically a, a cyber magician. I mean, how it works, and we did six. You made your own apps, aka spells for that 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 are not available to to anyone else that, than than yeah. the hacker. Yeah. Uh, so we tried to do that mm -hmm. to make the unique spells pretty much, but you know. But I think that's a nice way to allow if you play with like classes and you can give classes that doesn't normally get to use spells, you can just give them an item instead that does the spell yeah. that, mm. you know, 
And it can be stolen. That's also a fun thing. Like yeah. you, you lost your thing now, and you are in a fight. You dropped it down a well. You drop your yeah. It's more changeable than a spell. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And I think like in some games that have a really a spell system that works in one specific way, a magic item lets you go outside that. Right, like spells that you can use once a day are fairly unusual in something like D and D. But you can make a magic item that works once a day. It lets you get around whatever your magic system rules are, and just say, "Yeah, this this magic item does this." And also, thing. like in D and D, all the magic items recharge when it reaches dawn, rather than when yeah. you had eight hours to really? rest. Uh, which edition? You're such a dull version. Is that true? It's bigger. Yeah. All the, dawn. All the magic think, items recharge. Sure all the magic items reset at dawn, whereas spell slots reset when you've. When yeah, you sat down for eight hours. That's kind no. of hilarious. For exactly. You, like, which means the magic items are are universally a lot more fun. Even the boring ones. Well, not the boring ones. But well, the, mid, the mid-grade and, ones and, are better than the mid-grade spells. And now I do want to run a, a campaign like that in the north of Sweden during winter. <laughs> there's no sun. <laughs> yeah. Because I also want to run a vampire game up there it, when, when there's night or 30 days of night yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. but does it require sun or is it just the time of day it seems if you're at the shadow is there ever dawn <laughs> that's one of the big thing, things in Planescape that magical items they lose their potence when they are taken away from the plane where they were created mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. if you're running Planescape properly in second, edition, in second, in second edition AD&D mm -hmm. you need to remember in what plane did I find this sword uh, this plus three longsword and where Sounds was it made? Mm -hmm. was made <laughs> two planes away it's actually a plus five swords but it so you have yeah. to return it to recharge it effectively no, no, it basically just becomes less and less the powerful. Sword. Yeah, yeah, the further yeah, but away if you return or, to the first, then it's powerful. Exactly, yeah. or you find it and you think it's a plus one sword, but when you get to, to the abyss or whatever, mm. it's suddenly a plus uh, three That's a fun thing, sword. when you then, enter a new place to God, the magic item gains a Plus one sword's cool. Because <laughs> they are cool. <laughs> <laughs> you sat multiple times and don't think that. I, I think I'm just working. trying to make Planescape cool. Yeah. Planescape is, is was always cool. But yeah. that's actually nice to like have a plus one sword that changes the closer you get to a place or like a dungeon. Like it Magic items that levels with that levels you or, or something. Or like with that. the location, yeah. like yeah. it wants yeah. to come home to its master. It's you know? That's leveled without you. It's the right? sword of the center of the earth, and every time you go yeah. down in the dungeon, it gets so like yeah, a it gets more powerful. magic sword that glows blue. Exactly. Yeah. Orcs are nearby. <laughs> <laughs> but do anyone actually like running magical items, yes. intelligent magic yeah. items, yeah. <laughs> for longer yeah. than a short one shot. Holy shit, yeah. they're, the be they're the key NPCs of the game. Yeah, they're to be quiet for a very long time and then suddenly pipe oh. up the very wrong... In just like, a deeply normal That accident. happens yeah. kind of naturally because you forget them for yeah. a long time. I think, <laughs> you know what would be really fun right now? Unless it's like your main weapon, so like there's this sword in Murkbori that hates you, and like every time that character attacks, it will try to taunt you and like say, "Oh, you suck at this. Like, you will never hit. You will never hit." <laughs> Trash talked by a sword. Yeah, exactly. Because you want to throw it away, but it deals really good damage. You I just wrote. Uh, I just wrote. Uh, well, I just wrote. I think eighty magic items for the hex crawl toolbox. Hey. This is not a an advertising. It, it's definitely. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so the hex, one thing that I wrote was an embalmed head. 
and it wheezes out a whispered warning of impeding doom once per day. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's basically if you're in the middle of an adventure and you're doing something really stupid, there's an inbound head that it's going to shout, that's really stupid. And then yeah, like, <laughs> so, oh, do you know the Chained Coffin, the Dungeon Core Classics adventure? Yeah. Yeah, in that the, uh, I'm the running one with the the kind of uh, the spinning wheel, the spinning wheel, spinning wheel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in that the I'm running that at the moment, and the party get a literal coffin with chains around it with an NPC, and it's effectively an intelligent magical item and mm -hmm. NPC, and it just becomes a way of dispensing information, yeah. and it's really useful for that when yeah, the party exactly. are stuck. <clears throat> they're like, can we ask Zagun what he thinks <laughs> about this, and he's always got an opinion. That's always a nudge in the right direction. That's why I use the talking horse in. Yeah, and he's not sassy, actually. Interesting. I mean, for I've me, never played I, sassy. I, as a GM, I don't regularly get to heckle my players in character, which is what the magic items are for, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I heckle that, That's yeah. what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's an important capacity for the comedy value. It makes sense. And it's I, a good, uh, sorry, it's a good replacement to PC if someone dies. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I just it, had to look it up because I remembered the, the Shane Coffin. It's based on, on uh, the works of the author Manly Wade Wellman. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Manly Wade Wellman. Good, good old Manly Wade Wellman. <laughs> <laughs> that name, man. man he sounds British, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's from the. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, even better. Yeah. Yeah. And the Shane Coffin is about. Uh, moving the Shane Coffin from down the, the mountains. Uh, I, I up into the mountains yeah. to uh, like a location where the guy in the coffin has a confrontation with his brother. His evil brother. Interesting, you 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 just said that Johan is uh, another one that I wrote, uh, and I'll stop there. I'll stop after <laughs> <laughs> this. So we're, we're, get, we're getting paid for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> the sarcophagus of undeath, doppelganger of PC inside, springs to life if PC dies. Ooh, oh, man, that's kind of that's great. Which is like, what are you going to do with that once, like, you find that in the dungeon? Like, yeah. are you sure it's a doppelganger, or is it actually? you yeah and that's also fun replacement pc because you're in a way the same person but but you're not but you're not <laughs> you're, you have some other have you ever used agenda? doppelgangers in a game i i haven't because really. we ran into some in the, the the wednesday game and they're fucking terrifying yeah they're horrible oh, is... yeah they, i mean they, they are truly horror uh, but speaking of i mean the doppelganger in um, uh, elden ring is is, is called the mimic uh, mimic tier actually, but but uh, I, I was thinking about mimics uh, and mimics is also true horror if you use them right. Oh yeah, uh, and and we used to do a uh, me and Dante uh, used to do a con game called Dungeon of Doom uh, where we had a room full of miscellaneous objects and one of them was always the mimic <laughs> and. I used to think that the chest mimic is kind of boring. I like a door mimic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had a bowl door mimic. The, the cupboard mimic. The, yeah. the roll up mat mimic. Yeah. <laughs> the roof my mimic. Roof mimic. <laughs> my favourite mimic is, is, is actually from a Cobalt Press book, which I'm almost embarrassed to admit. It's a horde mimic. So it's an entire, entire pile of treasure, <laughs> which you like a dragon sword or something, is actually just a mimic. And in this very good stat block for it, it will try to bite you. It's immune to anything that isn't a magic weapon. And it also has magic swords for teeth. 
Uh, and if so it, that's why the plus one longsword is. Yeah. Yeah. And if it uh, goes, uh, if it goes like dissipates somehow, it will magnetically attract all your magic weapons off you. So all the armor that you're wearing will just like get sucked into this big hoard of treasure that's oh, floating around. That's, that's quite fun. Because yeah. I've done a thing before yeah. where you use a mimic not as an en enemy. So like you acquire an item that's a mimic, and what it does is each night. When you rest, it eats one of your items yeah. from your backpack. Oh. I liked your thread you wrote about mimics. Oh yeah, I did a bunch of stuff with them. Yeah, but like, there you don't use it as an enemy. It's just like each night you're missing an item from your pack and you have to figure out why. <laughs> and even if you figure out it's a mimic, you don't know which item in it's your pack mimic. is the mimic. <laughs> so you're, you're playing werewolf. <laughs> yeah, you're effectively <laughs> playing werewolf. But, like, but with the items in your own oh, backpack, like one of them's a mimic. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, a fun so you way start of... like attacking all your items. Yeah, yeah well, how do you test you just it? You've got to drop like... all of them off a sort of twenty meter cliff. Yeah, but yeah. then that's worse than losing one of them a day. You could just wait until you figure it out. It's like so instead of it being an enemy, you can say, okay, yeah, this is a sword mimic, but it doesn't attack but you. On, it eats your stuff. This mimic, uh, this mimic eats the other stuff. So yeah. it's it's all in there. Is it uh, like destroyed? Well, when you wake up in the morning, one thing in your backpack has been like chewed into bits. Yeah, yeah, but but, but when you finally figure out which item is the mimic and you mm. kill this, uh, I don't know, flask. Uh, a flask or whatever it is, yeah. Does everything pop out of it? Like every stuff that yeah, thing you got? Up to you, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, I'm not a cop, I don't know. If it's <laughs> it so, can you bits? throw this mimic into the mouth of a large monster? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes because when they, they, they yeah. just, you know, they hit stomach bit by bit. Yeah, it pops out. That's nice. Throwing things into monsters is always good. Always what, Yeah. What's the what's the best plan you've ever seen a player use in an old school game? Where you've gone, oh shit. That worked. To do with that. that worked, yeah. Or that didn't work. Matt took the no, doors. No, no, Matt. Matt's no, 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 so how good he is Matt think... took the doors in the dungeon off the hinges to use them as shields to protect the party from like a big laser trap. <laughs> uh, well, and the rest of the group are like, what? You can take the doors off? <laughs> like, you, like, also, yeah, you also uh, used a door in one of the Mortboard One pages to cross a pit trap. You took oh, a door off the doors. Oh, yeah, in a Temple of Stun. Stun, yeah. There's a pit trap and you can yeah. cross it with a door. I was like, I, I did the same. Was like, what, I've been what? playing old school games for four years. Once you're allowed to take the doors yeah, off. Once you've taken a door off, you don't go back, you just take them off. Or you do like my players in uh, when we played Tomb of Horrors, and there's a special door that is, it specifically says, it's one of the most boring doors. It says it's immune to all magic, like you can't use any magic to destroy Perfect. it or unlock it. The, the best magic item going. It's no, just no, a but, huge shield. But the thing that they did was they had a magic uh, spell called Move Earth. So they just moved all the earth around the door. <laughs> and they got it. They go past it. So they just they actually move all the earth on top of the entire that's, hill. That that's the solution. The yeah, that's a spoiler. That's the solution to Tomb of Horrors. What they did. <laughs> the yeah, no, no. Because the first, <laughs> the first night they tried it uh, as intended. Like they walked square by square with the the ten foot poles and everything, and, and it sucked. It was so boring. Sure, every time they poked it into yeah, a hole it's terrible. And it's no fun for anyone. No. The second uh, second day that we played. They figured out that this dungeon is cheating, and you know we should cheat as well. <clears throat> so what they did was they used Move Earth. With they figured out because the, the dungeon is a mound and it's in the yeah. the mound, so they just uh, moved the entire top of the mound off. Just <laughs> so they could see where exactly where the roof of the dungeon was. <laughs> 
So they basically just picked, you know, where where is the, the treasure? This this big room, okay? We just walk up there and we use pickaxe, open a hole, just peek in. The final guy no, because he doesn't wake up unless you trigger something else in another Seriously? room. Yeah, yeah. 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 This is I've massive. They only spoilers. read the fifth edition version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is the original the biggest one. Biggest nap until you turn Yeah, they also, yeah. We can have a whole episode of the Tomb of Horrors. I think we had a lot of player tactics that involved the new. Or outhouse <laughs> in, in several of our accounts. Yeah, it seems someone comments. always hides in the loo with a spear. <laughs> yeah, or we we climb up a, a narrow passage and it and turns out to be the outhouse uh, or, or something like that. But there's been a lot of things going like we watch someplace with there there's there's bad guys inside. And we realize there has to be an outhouse somewhere, mm. or there has to be a toilet. Let's yeah. hide in the They're toilet. They're going to prove eventually. Exactly. Someone <laughs> yeah. is going to come here soon, and then we grab them, steal their uniform or whatever, or or interrogate them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, everyone cheats. Exactly. Everyone cheats, and every, every outhouse needs a dungeon. About the Swedish traditions of dungeon crawling. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and there's there's been other non-cartel campaigns uh, where using outhouses to hide the fact that you are casting ESP or whatever to read the minds of the townspeople or whatever. So, what, so cast it from the outhouse. Yeah, yeah. You just what are those strange sounds coming from the outhouse? <laughs> 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 Someone just had bad dinner. Yeah, that's the British tradition. a great tradition of, of using the outhouse yeah. uh, or, or a toilet or whatever to. Real mature, but that's how it is. I mean, it's never been been that immature. It's never no. been poop jokes. No, many uh, times it hasn't been intentional. <laughs> exactly. It just, it's just also, it's poop just poop jokes never stop being funny. <laughs> Come on. It's true. It's, it's, true. it's just a convenient place to hide while you hatch a plan. Yeah. You know, hatch. hatch! Hatch was a hatch. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you come up with a plan. Yes. But do you guys actually design dungeons with toilets? I mean, <laughs> sometimes, I mean, not always. I even today. Or is this something that happens in a dungeon? I, uh, um, what Pathfinder Adventure did we play? That has a toilet in it. Abomination Vaults. <laughs> yeah, Abomination Vaults has toilet. toilets in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I did a dungeon in a room that says, this is where the goblins shit. That's all, all it says for that room. But that's also because does, I drew a room on the map does, and I had to say something. Does yeah. the Paths of Abomination, Abominable Paths, toilet, have a secret passage to the lower levels? Or does that not work? Come on. They should have thought of that. That's a very good question. We, can didn't, you, we didn't do can that. Can you though. crawl through several miles of shit to get to level three? That'd be a great That's not what we did, so I don't know. I, I think it's time to, to round off. No, we can't end with that big thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke about crawling through a toilet, please. Sub- but we do have a really suitable question. So, so I'm going to ask this to, to each one of our guests. And that is, what's, what do you find in the bottom of your pit trap, Chris? When you say pit trap, do you mean toilet? <laughs> <laughs> this is completely up to you. Um, I th- so I wrote a thing about traps, and the thing that I like to see in a trap is there should be a moment where you realize you fucked up, it, and you get to then make a decision. So if you just fall to them on the pit trap and it spikes, for me that's, it's like by the time you hit the spikes, you haven't had time to fully enjoy your stupidity. 
So I, I think, I feel like water with piranhas is strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with water with piranhas. Matt? Uh, I like silver linings to kind of triggering a trap. So I think finding a ghost who will give you some information or some cool shit at the bottom of the pit trap is a fun reason to, oh, well, I fell in this, but... Mm. Or a reason to try and climb down into it or mess with it or something like that. One D hundred forks. One D hundred forks. <laughs> because why not? Just forks. Those spikes. Or are they? Because goblins need to shit, but they need to eat as well, yeah. right? So uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of a gelatinous cube at the bottom of a pit trap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to get a soft landing. I like, a, I like a, a bouncy empty. one, or no, like... I like a nice empty pit trap where the players are just like, we can just climb down this and walk across, and <laughs> you climb down into a cube. <laughs> mud and zombies. Ooh. At the same time, a classic. You think you're okay? Lots of mud. How do we climb up? Hands on the ankles. Great oh, nice. like mm, mud. Yeah, hands on the ankles. Yeah. It's strong. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice! And I think that's it for uh, this uh, special episode of uh, Cartelian Clamor. Thank you everyone who participated in this very impromptu uh, session. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, before we finish, do we have anything else to add? 